Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Something happens when you praise God. Do you believe that? He inhabits the praises of His people. I heard, I heard somebody once say that when, when Lucifer in heaven, because he wasn't always the devil. How I many know oh, he was a worshiping cherub? That's right. In heaven, as he would begin to, with his beautiful pipes and the heavenly choir that would sing with him. How I many know oh, one third of them were cast out of heaven? When he would begin to worship in the darkness of eternity, the glory of God would begin to shine. Amen. It would sparkle off with all of those precious stones that he was arrayed in and glisten through, glisten through the universe. There's something that happens when you praise God. The devil was lifted up in his own pride and was cast down. But we're now the worshipers. We're now the praisers. We're now the ones that worship him. How many know it tonight? He's been good to me. As the song says, I can sing a song that the angels can't sing. You know what it is? I've been redeemed. I've been washed in his blood. He brought me out. Can you say amen? And I still believe when we, when we praise him, the glory of the Lord begins to shine. Miracles can begin to happen in this room. When you, I think for a few moments you ought to praise him all over this building. If he's ever done anything for you, why don't you begin to praise the Lord with the lifting of your voice, the clapping of your hands. Clap your hands again and praise Him. We thank the Lord for His goodness. Welcome to Sunday night church. Isn't it good to be back in the house of God? Amen, amen, amen. We're so honored tonight to have my, have my brother and uh, uh, pastors of Dynamic Church in Parkersburg, West Virginia. There's no stranger here. Uh, I believe he's got a word for tonight. How many want to hear what the Spirit's saying to the church at this hour? Amen. Amen. I want you to lift your hands all over the building. I want you to ask God to speak through Him to you. Would you do that, God? I want a fresh word today. Fresh word from heaven to speak to us, oh God. Lord, you know what we need tonight. We know who you are. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I, I want to say that my brother has the gift, the gift of faith. And I believe while he's preaching, absolutely anything can happen in your life. If you'll just believe, miracles, signs, and wonders could happen in this building tonight. How many have a need you'd like to see God take care of in your family? It can happen just like that. It really can. I've watched him operate in the gift of faith. I believe the Lord's going to use him to minister to us. Amen. I know he looks as old enough to be my grandpa, but we're glad he's here tonight. You know what? Listen, I picked a fight or two with him a few times, and I regretted it. I'm probably going to regret it because I just realized he gets the microphone next. That's for every single restaurant we went to, and you said, hey, hey, my dad's buying. Every time we go eat, that's what he says. He says, my dad's getting ready to buy our meal. You know what the problem is, is people go along with that. 
Let's just stay here for a minute. <laughs> Honey, I probably shouldn't tell this. But when we were waiting on Sarah to get off that airplane and that guy got off that airplane, he said, are y'all the grandparents waiting on your grandkids? I'm going to tell you right now, some preacher said, devil is a lie. I should have tackled that man, social distancing or not, and said, you get out of here right now. That's the year of the devil. I want to say I'm 42. I've got a nine, an eight-year-old. Grandpa, would you come preach to us tonight? Hey, will you welcome my brother David Bounds, powerful pastor. Amen. So good to see Sister Joan here tonight. Would you welcome him as he comes to preach the word of the Lord? After he called me Papaw, he called me powerful preacher. I don't know what we're supposed to believe right now, but I'm 46 with a 20-month-old. God help us all. I am surviving. That's about all we're doing. Give honor to you. And yes, I'm going to let him get by with all that. I beat him so many times when we were younger. I'm going to let him get by with it. Praise the Lord. Don't you have a wonderful pastor and first lady of this church? Praise the Lord. Can't wait to, to hang out with Sydney and the kids here in a little bit, but I feel such a touch of the Holy Ghost. How many feels what I feel in this house right now? God is getting ready to do work in this place. If you could grab your Bibles and turn to the Gospel of Luke chapter 11. In verse 24, it's such an honor always to be at the Anchor Church. I always feel like I've come home. And uh, usually gets a little dangerous when you feel at home. So we can just be us, right? It's a Sunday night church. Y'all ready to have a little bit of church this evening? Praise the Lord. Luke 11 and 24, let's read it together. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man. <clears throat> he walketh through dry places seeking rest. Notice this this is a devil. And it says, and finding none. And the devil says, I'll return unto my house from where I came out. A homeless devil trying to find rest and finding none says I wonder if I can go back home I want to preach for just a little bit and I feel the touch of God and the seriousness of this message I know that God's going to help us with his word tonight I want to preach on this subject how to deal with a homeless devil how to deal with a homeless devil if you could lay your Bibles down and let's pray that God would help us Church of the living God, lift your voice in this house tonight. Father, in your name, I ask you, Lord, for your words and not mine. God, I pray, Lord, for your anointing. I can't do this without you. I need the, your touch in my life and your anointing and your words. Let me have your heart tonight, I pray. In your precious name, we pray in Jesus' name. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. 
For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. You are. You are the house where God dwells. And God has said, I will dwell in them. And I will walk in them. And I will be their God. And they shall be my people. God wants to dwell inside of you. You need to understand that you are the temple of God. You are the house where God wants to live at. And then it says, Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Oh, he says, I will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and my daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Can I tell you today that God wants to live in your house. God wants to dwell inside of you. God wants to be that greater power that lives. If you're housing God, there ought to be some excitement on the inside of you and say, God lives here. Come on, Anchor Church, does God live inside of you? Does God dwell in your house? You ought to feel some excitement to know that God wants to be your God. He wants to call you son and daughter. 1 Corinthians 6 and 15 says, Know ye not that your bodies, that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? He said, God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body for two, saith he shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. He said that you are the temple in which he wants to dwell. You are the body of Christ. I tell you today, as the church, we house the Spirit of God. We need to be careful where we take God. I don't have to preface, I love winning souls. But can I tell you, you don't go and hang out at a bar just because your friends are there so you can sing karaoke with them. Maybe I, I pastor a little bit different people. We have a lot of new souls coming, but you don't have to be like the world to win the world. You need to take this Holy Ghost and realize how precious it is. You just don't take it everywhere. Inside of you dwells the presence of the living God. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? It's the temple that houses the Holy Ghost, which ye have of God. And you are not your own. In verse 19, I want you to look at somebody and point at them and say, you are not your own. If there's some narcissist beside of you, it really hit real good with them. So say it again and say, you are not your own. 
verse 20 says of chapter 6, For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You are purchased. God owns you. God owns you. God, it doesn't matter if you've been in the church one day. God purchased you with his own blood. You are not your own. I don't know about you, but I kind of get excited when I realize that God purchased me and that I'm not my own, that I belong to Jesus Christ. If you're excited about that, clap your hands to the Lord. I'm so thankful that I belong to God. Something has got to get a hold of us to realize how precious our relationship with God is. This is all I've ever known. Can I take my time tonight? This is all I've ever known. All I've ever known is the church, and all I've ever known is, and I see people in here, and is there any fifth-generation Pentecostals in the house? Fourth generation, third generation. You're just happy to be here. You're the first generation. Just wave at me right now. We got a church full of people right now that is first generation. They're getting to know Jesus right now. I've been in so many camp meetings where it's so precious to me. But if we're not careful, we'll forget. We'll get accustomed to the presence of God. I don't want to ever take it for granted. God purchased me with his own blood. I'm so thankful that I'm in the church. I don't want to take it for granted a Sunday night service. I'm thankful that I've been purchased by his blood. Somewhere we must understand that God loves us and wants to dwell inside of us. The spirit of God wants to live inside of us. My opening text says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man. Just here, not too long ago, a few services ago, we had a young lady to come in on a, on a Sunday morning service. She came into that service and God began to touch her in a mighty way. I didn't know her story till later. She ran to the altar and repented and we baptized her. She came out of the water speaking with tongues. Well, I found out after church that she was a witch in our city. And that she had nothing to do with and her family had nothing to do with Jesus. That they, they was followed witchcraft. But she began to hear about the miracles of God. And hear what God was doing. People being delivered from heroin and meth. And God's taking them off of fentanyl. And God's doing it. She said, I've got to go see what God's doing. And she came in and the Holy Ghost wrecked her world. And now she's full of the Holy Ghost. full of the Holy Ghost. I'm sure she's battling her own things that are just in life as we all do. But how sad would it be for her to turn her back on God and go back out to the world as if it didn't matter. Now I want to shake you just a little bit tonight. You must understand that just saying if this girl would or if you would walk out from where God had brought you from and you would go back to cocaine or if you would go back to heroin or if you go back to alcohol how sad would it be can you imagine the Bible says that he walketh through dry places seeking rest and finding none 
He saith, I will return unto my house from where I came. Notice he said, my house. I want you to get this with me. Hell still thinks you belong to him. He's walking around, looking over his shoulder, saying, that's my house. I used to party in that house. Yeah, I know you're purchased by the blood of Jesus. I know you've been shouting in the house and you've been worshiping, but there's a devil outside of saying, that's my house. I used to party in that house. That's where I used to hang out at. See, it's getting a little awkward in here right now. Because you never thought that hell's still looking on the outside knowing where you used to be. Yes, Jesus forgives everything. I understand that. But hell's outside and you need to hear this preacher. I know I sound like an old school preacher, but I'm going to keep sounding like it. We need this tonight. I come to tell you, Jesus has forgiven you of all of your sins. But those devils you battled with are outside the door waiting on you to mess up peeking over their shoulder, saying, I used to party in that house. Oh, I remember Nehemiah. Pastor Nehemiah, I used to party in that house. I used to walk down. I don't want to walk down through the aisle. It might get real bad. I remember when I came to that house and partied. I remember we had some throwdown parties up in that house, looking over his shoulder, saying, that's where I used to live at. That's where I used to dwell at. That's where, this is what they used to do. But what gets my attention? He says, I will return to my house from where I used to live. Verse 25, if you can put it on the screen. The Bible says, and when he cometh, Luke 11 and 25, he findeth it swept and garnished. Two words I want you to get here tonight. Hell's looking at you like you belong to him and you're his house. But he says, I look back. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Swept, the implication is that it has been cleaned out. Empty, uninhabited, no one there. It's been cleaned out. Being prepared for a new owner. He's turning over his shoulder, looking back, saying, I'm tired and weary. I can't find a house to live in. I wonder if I can go home. And he looks, and you're cleaning out your house as if you're ready for a new owner. Garnished, decorating, adorning it. He's seeing it swept and garnished. Now he's looking back over his shoulder where he used to live and he sees the curtains up, how he used to like it decorated. It's a sad day that if we would look over our shoulder and realize the hell saying, I would love to go back home. Can I tell you, be careful how you decorate your temple. Be careful how you paint the walls inside of your house. Is it starting to look like what it used to be when you were in the world? Is it starting to smell like what it used to be when you were in the world? 
if hell was looking over its shoulder saying, I want to go back to my house and he sees it looking like it used to. It's quiet in here tonight, but I come to tell you, it should never resemble what God brought you from. Your house should never look like what it used to when you were in the world. Somewhere we gotta say, I've been purchased. I'm not going back. If hell's looking over its shoulder, we ought to say, I tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm not even gonna look like what I came from. I'm not even gonna hang out like I used to hang out with. I will not wear what I used to wear. Told somebody, we got a house in town in Parkersburg. Man, I'd hate to see their budget on decorations. Man, I know you don't have them in Zanesville, but Parkersburg, there's this house, I don't know what their budget is. But they've got every goblin and goblin and witch, and they got these little blow up things in their yard. Got to be hundreds of, they're all over the place. But it's a sad day. When people do that, I think it's kind of funny. I would never do it to my house. But it's a sad day when people in the church, and I know I sound a lot like a pastor tonight, put up with me just a moment. If we're not careful, we will live just close enough to the world that we fit in. We should not even smell like, act like, look like, be like what we come from. Hell's looking at you, church. I come to you with a word to tell you, yeah, I know you're doing good, but don't go back. Don't go back to what you come from. Don't go back. Come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And he said, I'll be a father unto you. Look at three people and tell them, don't go back, don't go back. We cannot go back. I know that probably in this church this size, there was some thugs in here, some has-been thugs up in this house. Don't move, you give yourself away. People used to sell, do things. There's people in this house, don't look at me like that. Come on, I want you to be real with me. We're gonna preach a little bit, I'll stay here an hour. Help me out. How many knows when I was gonna wave at me, you have been there, bought the t-shirt. Some of y'all ain't even moved. You got a bunch of holy people in this house. They saved by grace. It would be a sad day if you'd start grabbing some of that paraphernalia. We'll shout in a minute, but right now I'm going to preach a little bit. It'd be a sad day. I looked at somebody I was pastoring one time, and I went over to him. I said, what are you doing with a whiskey bottle in your cabinet? And they looked at me. It wasn't the Holy Ghost. Stammering lips in another tongue. It was just nervousness. They looked at me, how you know that? I said, can I tell you something? You need to go home and take that bottle and throw it away. Well, I was keeping it there to remind me where God brought me from. No, you're letting hell know you're decorating again. You better be careful sweeping it out, making it look like somebody else is gonna live there other than Jesus. I made up in my mind, I'm not gonna garnish it. I'm not gonna sweep it out for hell. I'm gonna make sure Jesus knows he's the only one that belongs in my house. 
Come on, if Jesus belongs in your house, you ought to stand to your feet and clap a moment and tell hell you're not leaving the church. Oh, somebody yell at me right now. We need to be a Holy Ghost move of God in this house. We're not going back. We're not going back. Garnished, decorated, adorned to look like what I come from. I tell you what I do in this house. Take this as a warning. I come to tell you, do not go back to what you come from. You say, oh, preacher, I'm here every service, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, but... I pastored long enough to know that in a church of this size, there's some people on the edge, some desperados on the fence. You've been playing games with God. You're hiding a few things inside of your house, but I come to tell you, it's not God you need to be be scared of so much as hell looking back saying it looks like they want me to come back home. It would be sad to think that hell would be looking into your world saying it looks like they want me to come back. They want me to come back. I pastored people, Pastor Nehemiah, I never thought would ever leave the church, but I watched them backslide one seat at a time. And what saddens me is that I watched him do it and there was nothing I could do to stop it. I told one person, I said, if you're not careful, you're going to destroy your life. I see what you're doing. All they was doing was sweeping their house, getting everything out that used to be like Jesus and now other things. I, the kids begin to talk about what was in the house and what they were watching. Why? Why would you allow that? Excuse me for being passionate, but let me reach for the fewer moment to tell you, throw them movies out. Turn off that mess you've been listening to. Hell's listening to what? It knows what you used to be. Don't give in to who you once was. Uh, stop it for a moment and say, I'm not going to do this. Uh, I'm going to get all this mess out and I'm going to clean my house out so Jesus knows he's the only one. <laughs> Somewhere the Bible reading has come tonight. The preaching tapes on the house are no longer playing like they used to. The preaching that used to be echoing through the halls are no longer there. The prayers... <laughs> No longer happening. The other day I could hear Shay praying downstairs for over an hour interceding before God and it was echoing through the house and I thought I did something right. <laughs> My babies are praying in the basement. I come to tell you the greatest thing we could ever do, Anchor Church, uh, is fall in love with Jesus all over again. You say, well, this won't send me to hell. Yeah, but you're redecorating for another person to come dwell. We can't garnish, we can't garnish our homes. We can't make it look like hell can come back and live again. We cannot, we cannot, excuse me for being passionate. I love this church and I love people and I love souls. But don't tiptoe on the, on the edge of hell. And see what you can get by with to go. I know I sound like just a pastor, but I am one. And I come to preach the Anchor Church and tell you it's time to buy into this thing. Don't tiptoe around the church. Say, I'm going to buy in. I'm all in. I'm not going to give up. I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to mess around with anything. It's what I came from. I'm going to serve God for the rest of my life. I'm going to give God everything. And I'm going to make my house look like.
that. Oh, hallelujah. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Can we clap our hands in here right now? I want to say something right here before I move on. Hell called it his house. Satan called it his house after God had purchased it. I live in a house that I purchased with my own blood, sweat, and tears and money and hard work. The past owner ain't coming back or it's going to get real awkward. Man, y'all don't break country in this house. Y'all too far north. Y'all kidding me? It's good up on the edge of your seat a minute. You got to preach with me. Would you really allow the past owner to come in and bring his paraphernalia and say, hey, hey, I'm going to set up shop. I think I'll come in and watch up what I want to. I'm going to bring everything. Not in my house, hell. You're not coming in here. It's been purchased. It's been blood bought by the blood of Jesus. Somebody shout it. Look at somebody and say, not in my house. I feel a shout coming on. I said, not in my house. Hell, you're not coming in my house. It's time to get the preaching back on. It's time to get the Bibles back out. It's time to let those good feelings back in the house and turn Hollywood off. Just in case you didn't hear, let's turn Hollywood off and get that mess out of our house and let Jesus back in. We need an old time move of the Holy Ghost. So how do you deal with a devil that's homeless that thinks he can still come back and call it his house? Well, it's pretty simple. First of all, he needs to know he's not welcome. So quit sweeping it and putting up the decorations that he used to like. You think the devil don't know who you were before you come to God? Jesus throws it in the sea of forgetfulness, but he still remembers. He, he remembers all them keg stands. How he used to smoke. Two, hang out with those that do. He remembers. And if he sees you start acting like you used to, he's going to start sneaking back up on you. Hey, look, 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 look. Yeah, they might be leading worship or they might be Sunday school teacher, but look what they're doing. Look what they're, look, look, look who they're hanging around. Look how they're dressing. Look, 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 something's changing. Look at him, look at him. And he's looking over his shoulder. Hey, that used to be my house. I think I'll go back home. And a lot of people think it's going to be like it was. If they just peek for a little bit and go to the world, they just hang out for a little bit. They think that's all that's going to happen. You see, you might have only dealt with lust when you was in the world, but this time, when you allowed him to come back in, he's going to bring seven more with him. Quit playing around. You don't hear nothing else I say. Stop it. Quit playing around with God. I come to tell you some of you are on the line of destroying your marriage and your life. Stop it. Tonight's the night to get in the church and fall in love with Jesus. 
You don't want what hell's bringing. I say you don't want what hell's bringing. When it comes back this time, it'll be suicide, drug addiction, gambling, perverse spirit, lying and cheating. It won't be that little stuff you dealt with. Now when he peeks over his shoulder, he's bringing the outlaws with him. Oh, don't look at me like at Christmas time and all the wrong family showed up. Like, oh, I didn't know you was coming. We don't have enough bedrooms. Oh, we brought a camper. We're going to stay at your house. That's what hell does. Said, I'm coming back this time, but I'm going to bring some of my buddies back, and we're going to destroy your life. You need to stop right now and say, I'm going to get rid of everything that looks like hell. I'm going to get rid of everything that looks like hell, and it's not coming in my house ever again. I have some church folk in this house. It says, I believe this. I want you to shout with everything you got. I am not going to go to hell. Not in my house. Not in my house. I'll tell you what's going to be in my house. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, soul-winning, owl-running. One of the problems is the house was empty. House was empty. I want to ask you a question. How in the world is your house empty? It's an empty problem. It's an empty problem. And you don't get empty overnight. My God, I feel so much holier. I tell you how to deal with a homeless devil. He's not coming home to a full house. David said, mercy and grace shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But he said, my cup. Is running over. The problem is in the house being too empty. I ask you church, what would you do right now? If you could really open your eyes to the spiritual and supernatural and see hell looking back at you, I tell you what I'd do. I'd be getting my house full of the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to allow my house to get empty ever again. It's not going to be garnished like the world. I want to be full of the Holy Ghost. Listen to me. When hell sneaks down your aisle tonight and it walks by, how in the world could you convince that devil he's not welcome? Go ahead and stand there. But if he's looking at you right now, what would you do to convince him he's not allowed in your house? Did you hear that? That come out of his spirit. You don't belong here, hell. There ought to be a shout to come on in this house and say, hell, you don't belong inside of my house. A 
That's it, Anchor Church. He's looking over his shoulder. Are you going to convince him? He's not allowed back. He's not allowed back in your house. Y'all feel that? There ain't no music playing, but some of you are about to get drunk on the Holy Ghost. I believe there's going to be people carried out uh, drunk on the Holy Ghost tonight. Why? We need our house full of God. I can see him now. There ain't enough room in that house. Uh, there's not enough room in that house. Jesus lives there. I'm going to take a moment. I want you to pray. Praise, worship, do something. I feel such a move of the Holy Ghost. Come on, Anchor Church, somebody move. Somebody touch God right now. If you've been confused, hell's been fighting you. You ought to run to the front of this church. Don't be ashamed. If hell's been battling you, you ought to run to the front of this church and say, take that hell. You can't come in my house. I don't know what all your guidelines are, but I'm telling you right now, in the Holy Ghost, somebody needs a move. You know what we do? We say, I've been, in it, I've been pastor for almost 20 years. I've been in the church. It's all I've ever known. And I know what you're thinking. Well, they'll think it's me he's preaching about. Who cares? Who cares? Well, well he'll think, yeah, so-and-so. Really? When, have we really got to that in our ranks? I said, if hell's looking at you, Looking back over his shoulder, show him he don't belong. You feel that? See, we're waiting on the choir to sing. No, what can you do all by yourself right now to tell hell you can't come in my house? You don't belong here. I was purchased by his blood. You don't belong in my house. Is there some mamas with some kids that'll run up to the front of this church and say, you ain't getting my kids either? Not in my house. Not in my house. Not in my house. That's it, Anchor Church. Somebody ought to dance. It's been a long time since you got lost in a dance. Go ahead and dance.
Some of you are going to start dancing here in a moment. You haven't danced like that in years, but you're going to leave drunk on the Holy Ghost tonight. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.